0: Hello guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Oh, sorry, I have my mic too close, that was loud. Uh Reggie Watts is the guest today. Good old Reg. Uh, Reg was the star of Comedy Bang Bang back in the day. <clears throat> that show is truly a gem. It's so funny, so ridiculous. And now he's on Corbin's show, uh, which is called The Late night show or the late i don't know i don't watch any of those late night shows but yeah whichever one james corbin's on the karaoke guy um i kind of feel like once those guys get to the late night shows it's it's not watchable i don't know who is really enjoying it and i apologize if you're somebody out there that really loves those shows i to me it just feels like middle-aged religious housewives feeling like they're being risque with the type of lame-ass jokes and, like, goofy shit that they do on there. I don't know. You know. Strong opinions this morning. I apologize. But anyway, this is podcast 1322. Uh, Reggie is one of my favorite weirdo-type, eccentric, genius-type entertainers because, one, he doesn't give a shit. He has like that um, Eric Andre hairstyle. That's just like it's whatever it is, deal with it. Which I love that. I'm sure if I could grow my hair like that, which I can't because I am about as white as a ghost. But if I could, I would totally do that hair. I love, I love it when I see people do that. Also, Reggie has a song um, that you can look at. You can watch the video on YouTube, but he like wrote, produced that he sings it. And he's just walking down Venice Boulevard, just singing and like pointing at people and just, it's brilliant. It's so good. He did a TED Talk as well that's uh, very bizarre, very strange. He almost uses no words. He just says really strange things and he's just kind of like making the point that like music and language and rhythm, uh it's just, it all ties together, you know, and it's, it's, Kind of like why we like music, and uh, and singing together. Like there's just this rhythmic flow of of a message, and um he makes a great point, kind of explaining that. I believe that's what it is. Don't quote me exactly. I maybe his message was just that he's very clever and he can make a crazy ass um, TED talk, but it's nuts. It's so nuts. Even if you don't like TED talks, I would say watch it. Reggie watched TED talk is, it's so different and so bizarre. Uh, I'd love some feedback on it. Um, it, It's been a long time since I've watched that. Their conversation together was great. They they started out just getting baked. Why not? You know, Reggie had some weed. He had the a little contraption, I guess that the rolls, the the joint, just kind of. I don't know if it grinds it up, but it it basically does everything and just like taps it into place. And then you you just take the joints out and off you go. Sounded pretty sweet. I'd like to find out more about that device. Joe pulled it up on the podcast and uh, I I think I wrote the name down. I can't remember, but I'd like to check it out. I try not to buy things when they're brand new like that, you know, in a way. And I hate to say it, but I like to let things kind of go to Amazon for a bit and then get some reviews. You know, you just get a real feel for, like, if this thing's a piece of shit or not. I don't know. One thing that Reggie brought up that I had never really thought about, uh, but obviously you notice the difference between, like, 70s music, 80s, 90s, whatever. And, you know, kind of different eras get connected with different types of drugs. You know, I guess you could say the 90s was, like, ecstasy, the 80s was cocaine the 60s had to be like acid, you know, so like music changes, and and they say it in a way has influence, but how much so, and Reggie was saying that they like, in the 80s, they like tuned the music to cocaine, and then he brought up an interesting point for the Grateful Dead, who are more like 60s and 70s, and they're well known for their love for acid and all the rest of it. He was saying that I guess their sound engineer, or maybe Jamie was saying this, their sound engineer is also their acid guy. He, like, is the only guy who was legally allowed to make acid for some time. Excuse me. I have a bit of a a cold, I think, so please forgive me if everything sounds stuffy. Uh, I did my best before I came on. I even bought one of those things called a lavage. Have you ever heard of these? It's kind of like a neti pot, but it looks more like a syringe with a rubber stopper, and you fire saline water up your nose. Ugh, feels like you're you're waterboarding yourself when you do that. I don't know if if it's advisable. Uh, you know, I'll let you guys know if it actually makes my cold any better. At, at this point, no. I just feel like I'm full of water, and it wants to drain out of my nose at any minute. So. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, and Reggie's not into any kind of rap, which I thought was strange. I I always assumed that you know, being the a band leader and a musician, and all the rest of it, you'd you'd study all types of music, cause you're always looking for um, a little bit of like creative energy and something new and exciting to kind of focus you on. And but it no, I guess he doesn't like it he left it in the mid 90s and he's not into the to the money and the bitches and the buying the cars type energy um he said he likes the beats but but that was it for him uh to me fascinating we'll see if he gets back into it but uh yeah electronic is his thing he's an electronic dude that's kind of it's kind of something Obviously, as the weed kicks in, they get a little bit more trippy. Uh, Joe talks about, he brought up a point about uh, who the first monkey was to pick up a tool or a stone, you know, and use it to kill an animal. Because he was like, wow, before that we had to kill things with our bare hands. And like Joe's a hunter and he's making a, a modern reference, you know, a modern comparison. And it's an interesting way of thinking. Joe does have a pretty interesting and fairly unique way of, of formulating his ideas. Because that, that just doesn't generally pop into people's brains. I've never heard that dialogue. of Someone saying, oh, hunters. I've been hunting with people before. And it's never come up. They're like, oh, imagine trying to take down this creature with your bare hands. I mean, it would be impossible. I'm telling you. You wouldn't even be able to take out a cat very easily. Have you ever picked up a really pissed off cat? A fucking nightmare! It would scratch you to pieces so bad it would barely be worth a meal. You'd be like, you know what? I'm going to be a vegetarian. It, it's not. It wouldn't be easy. It, bare hand stuff. I mean, you know. And then the first monkey that wrapped himself in like a leather hide or something to protect himself too from scratches and attacks. I mean, what a jump forward! He might as well have been Iron Man of the past at that point. If you realize you can use a stick, a rock, and wrap yourself in a leather hide, the dude's basically invincible to some degree. It would have been brilliant. It would have absolutely been brilliant. Then they jump to some great stuff about, and this gets trippy, just about the universe being infinitely fractal. So, you go through a black hole, and it takes you to another universe, and you can go th- to the center of that one, and that goes to a black hole, and you just go on and on and on and on. Obviously, we don't know that. There's no science to back it up. But Joe's point was, but so, this whole thing is kind of magic and crazy. Why would that be any more crazy? Like, why would that theory be anything else? I guess my only point to that one is, <clears throat> if if that's true, then... But doesn't it only seem like black holes suck things in? There's not a lot coming out. I guess there's some sort of quasar energy coming out. But I don't know if that's like reflective of what's going in. But, but But if these things are like the sinkholes of the universe, then doesn't there need to be a place where stuff comes out? And it's not like there are places in our universe where you get the opposite of a black hole, maybe a white hole, that just dumps energy and matter into our universe if that was true then it would make more sense that the black holes are doing the same thing right it's just part of a massive drainage system i don't know but then what the fuck do i know i i can't even talk on this i thought it was interesting uh reggie said something cool that knowing the universe is like shining a flashlight in the ocean at night and that's a really good way of doing it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever shined a light in a body of water and you try and look around? All the light gets reflected, refracted, and depending on the condition of the bottom of that water source, you can't see shit. Maybe a fish like flies by real quick. You have no idea where it came from, where it's going, where it is now. You just saw it for a second. I mean, that's kind of how little we know about what goes on out there. And we honestly, I think we give ourselves way too much credit when NASA and space, you know, Hubble and the all all the space telescopes and our space station and we talk about what we know up there. We don't know shit. I wish we just said that. We don't have a fucking clue. And what really brings that out is when they talk about looking for the asteroids that are going to hit us. And they're like, we basically only look at about 1% of the sky. 1%? Imagine this, right? Imagine if at any moment you have an opponent in front of you that's going to punch you or kick you or headbutt you. And then you have to wear these special kinds of glasses that allow you to only see 1% of this person at any given time. Dude, that person is going to fucking light you up. You have zero chance of defending yourself. Well, you could just put your guard up You know, like watch your chin, tense your stomach. It will probably be more beneficial just to curl up into a ball. But the point is, you have no idea where the attack's coming from. So what does that say about our planet? We just surround it in shields? I mean, it sounds like the only thing we could do at this point. Uh, Impossible to know. Impossible to know. But again, this is their high talk. They got high as fuck. This is the direction they went. And uh, you got to love it. You got to love how getting really baked just takes you straight out into the universe. Once they calm down a little bit, they get back into how movie trailers kind of ruin movies for people. I disagree a little bit, right? I think, and I don't watch a ton of movies, I sometimes think that watching the trailer is enough. I'm not going to lie. And and this is almost sacrilegious, right? But I'm going to say it. I do like the John Wick movie. I watched the first one. I watched half of the second one. I have like really bad ADHD, so to sit and watch a movie for like two and a half hours, it's not very easy for me. Uh, John Wick 3 came out and I was very excited to hear about it and see what was going on and, and get all the you know info and see what people thought. People loved it, it went straight to being the number one movie in America. I watched the trailers, like the three different trailers they made, and in a fucked up way, I kinda of felt like, you know what? I kinda of got it. I got the I got the gist of it. That was fun. Maybe one day I'll watch it. I don't know. But to devote that time to it, I just feel like oh, I always got other stuff going on. No disrespect, Keanu. I love you. You're a legend. But uh, yeah, so I'm in a different place, I think, about about movie trailers. But yeah, their, their conversation is, is real chilled. I think it shows a lot about Reggie. He's a sweetheart. He's a real good listener. Um also, in a weird way, he is a good comedian. I don't think he does stand-up per se, but he does like mixtures of it. And he's obviously a very, very funny guy. Super talented. Um, I hope he gets back on soon. I really like the way the conversation was going. And uh, so check it out. Guys, as always, thanks for downloading and listening and putting up with me during my cold spell and my ramblings. Um, follow me on Joe Rogan Experience Review on Instagram uh there's another one called the jre review that was like an old account and i lost the email to it but it's the same symbol uh don't bother following that one. it has like no followers and i can't change anything anyway and uh as always i appreciate it keep those messages coming in always love to hear back from you guys and for things to talk about and things you like and and whatever but uh peace